the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. So as long as the sun, moon, and stars are still giving their light in the sky, God has not rejected Israel. God has not forsaken Israel. He's not finished with Israel. As we've seen in Daniel, the whole end times really is focused on Israel. So that's important for understanding the end times, the last days. The tribulation has to do with Israel, primarily, and God bringing a remnant out of Israel and saving them. We all have special people in our lives, family or friends who you'd do anything for. Well, today, Pastor Dan explains that God's chosen people, the Israelites, are precious to him. As you dive into what the book of Daniel says about the end times, you'll see that God wants his people to realize that Jesus is the Messiah and be rescued. Pastor Dan shares that God's chosen people are the focus of the end times. God will use the events of the last days to draw the Israelites back to him because he will never give up on them. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Daniel chapter 12, if you want to turn there for me, we're going to finish the book of Daniel. Hip, hip, hooray, right? Daniel chapter 12, we're also going to look at Revelation chapter 20, so if you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible and put a, a bookmark there so that uh, you can turn there quickly. And while you're turning to Daniel chapter 12, I want to share with you a statistic I heard this week. Only 2% of churches in the United States teach on prophecy or the end times. 98% of churches in the United States never talk about prophecy or end times. And when I heard that, I thought about our study in Daniel and just how edifying it's been to, to go through the prophecies of Daniel and encouraging and exciting to go through these prophecies together. Uh, but you're part of the 2%, I guess, so... <laughs> Well, we started chapter 12 the last time we were together. We looked at verse 1 kind of in depth. Um, If you weren't here for that, you can go back and listen to that teaching online on our website. Uh, This final section of Daniel that really began back in chapter 11, verse 36, and goes through the end of chapter 12, uh, this final section describes some of the events of the second half of the tribulation period, or the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation period. Uh, In verse 1, again, uh, we looked at this last time, but just to read it, at that time, Michael, the archangel, shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons 
of your people, and Daniel's people was Israel, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. So we're talking about the last seven years. And at that time, your people, Israel, shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. You know, the second half of the tribulation period is known in the scriptures as the great tribulation. Jesus referred to it as the great tribulation. And it's a, it will be a time of trouble such as never been before on the face of the earth. Jesus quotes this verse, Daniel 12, 1, in Matthew chapter 24, and he adds to it that unless those days were shortened, not a single person would survive. In other words, if the great tribulation went beyond the three and a half years, that second half, if it went longer, no one would live on the earth. Everyone would be wiped out. Not a single person would survive on the earth. And then he said, but for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened or, or limited to the seven years total, the really bad part of it, the last three and a half years. For the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. Look at verse 1 again. At that time, your people, Israel, shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book of life. God will deliver a remnant of Israel. He will bring them through the tribulation period and they will be saved. God has not forsaken his people, Israel. They are still the apple of God's eye. You know, God gives the sun for a light by day. He gives the ordinances of the moon and stars for a light by night. And in the book of Jeremiah, the Lord says, if those ordinances, the sun, moon, and stars, depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. In other words, God says, I will forsake Israel the day I stop making the sun, moon, and stars shine. That's how committed he is. So as long as the sun, moon, and stars are still giving their light in the sky, God has not rejected Israel. God has not forsaken Israel. He's not finished with Israel. As we've seen in Daniel, the whole end times really is focused on Israel. So that's important for understanding the end times, the last days. The tribulation has to do with Israel primarily and God bringing a remnant out of Israel and saving them. So now verse 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now if you're a note taker, this is the first mention of everlasting life. In the Bible. And it's speaking of the resurrection. Now, the doctrine of the resurrection is found in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's not just a New Testament teaching. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says that Jesus rose the third day according to the scriptures, referring to the Old Testament. Uh, the resurrection is an Old Testament doctrine. And a New Testament doctrine. 
Job, the book of Job, is one of the oldest books known to mankind. Not just a religious book, but any book. It's one of the oldest books known to mankind. And Job wrote about the hope of the resurrection. In Job chapter 19, verses 25 and 26, he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth, and after my skin is destroyed. It's pretty graphic language there. You know, after I become worm food kind of thing. After my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. After I die, he says, I know that I will see God in my flesh. Job believed in the resurrection. Uh, Abraham also believed in the resurrection. When God said to Abraham, go take your son to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him there. Hebrews 11 tells us that by faith, Abraham concluded that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Abraham believed that God would raise his son Isaac from the dead. And so the doctrine of the resurrection is found both in the Old Testament and and the New Testament. And the doctrine of the resurrection is really the most important doctrine for us in the Christian faith. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that if there is no resurrection, then Jesus Christ is not raised from the dead. And if Jesus Christ is not raised from the dead, our faith in him is empty. It's worthless. It's meaningless. And we are still dead in our sins and facing God's judgment. So everything we believe and hope in really hinges on the resurrection. And I say that And at the same time, there are many Christians who who really don't know what the Bible says about a resurrection. They they believe there's a resurrection. They they want to be part of the resurrection. But they don't know what the Bible actually says about resurrection. So look at verse 2 again. It says, Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. The word many here, it it means all. So everyone will experience a resurrection. Physical death does not end human life. Physical death does not end human existence. There is life after death for everyone. However, everyone will not experience the same resurrection. Verse 2 describes two resurrections or two groups that will be resurrected. One group, look what it says, will be resurrected to everlasting life. Another group, will be resurrected to shame and everlasting contempt or disgrace. And note the words everlasting there. Everlasting life or everlasting disgrace. Those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ will be resurrected to everlasting life. And those who have not will be resurrected to everlasting disgrace and shame. You know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? And by asking that question, he divides everybody into one of two categories. Those who believe in him and have everlasting life and those who do not believe in him and do not have everlasting life. And here we see in verse 2, there's, there, there's two categories, two resurrections, one to everlasting life and one to everlasting shame and disgrace. 
for the unsaved. So the question is not, will you be resurrected? Because everyone will be resurrected. The question is, in which resurrection will you be in? Which group? Now, I want to spend just a few minutes talking about what the Bible says about resurrection. Uh, The Bible calls the resurrection of believers, or the saved, the first resurrection. The first resurrection. Uh, You want to be part of the first resurrection, not the second resurrection, as we'll see. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. The first resurrection occurs at various times throughout history, and I'll explain that in a moment. It's not a one-time event. It's not a one-time event. It, it, It happens at various times throughout history. Jesus was the first to be resurrected in the first resurrection. So it begins with Jesus and his resurrection, this first resurrection that we want to be part of. It begins with Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Jesus is called the first fruits of those who have died. First fruits implies that more fruit, additional fruit will follow. Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says, In Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order. There's an order to the resurrection. Christ, the first fruits. Afterward, those who are Christ's at his coming. So Jesus is the first fruits of this first resurrection. Who else is part of this first resurrection? Well, if you remember when Jesus was resurrected in Matthew chapter 27, after his resurrection, we're told that some of the tombs of the Old Testament believers buried there in Jerusalem were open, and these Old Testament believers came out of the grave and they walked around the city of Jerusalem. Well, those Old Testament believers were resurrected, and they also were part of the first resurrection. Uh, believers who have died in Christ. Believers who have died in Christ will be part of the first resurrection. And Paul talks about this in 1 Thessalonians 4. I'll just read it to you. But he says, But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Talking about believers who've died. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again... Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. 
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Those who have died in Christ, their soul is already with the Lord to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. But we're told here in 1 Thessalonians 4 that when Christ comes to receive his bride, the church, and take his church to heaven, and what's called the rapture, at that time the dead in Christ will receive their resurrected bodies. It says the dead in Christ will rise first, resurrection, then those believers who are alive on the earth at that time will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so the dead in Christ will receive their resurrected bodies at that time, and those believers who are alive on the earth at that time, at the time of the rapture, will also receive their resurrected bodies glorified bodies also. And this is part of the first resurrection. This is the passage that applies to us. Because we're either going to die in Christ, if you're a believer, uh, or we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, so that, so this, this is the one that we're most interested in for us. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52 say, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So those who are alive at that time when Christ comes for his church will be changed, they'll be transformed. And so the, the rapture includes only the church saints, only the church saints, and it will occur sometime before the tribulation Begins. So believers in Jesus Christ who have died are part of the first resurrection. Believers who are alive at the time of the rapture are part of the first resurrection. Also the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11, uh, they're part of the first resurrection. Plus believers who are martyred during the tribulation period will be part of the first resurrection Let's look at that together. Turn with me over to Revelation 20. So do you see here how it began with Jesus Christ? He's the first fruits, but you've got all these other groups that are part of this first resurrection all the way up through the tribulation period and even to the end of the tribulation period, all part of this first resurrection. Revelation chapter 20, beginning in verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus Christ and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. That's the, uh, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death, which is eternal separation from God, has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So here we have in verse 4, these tribulation martyrs 
who die for their faith in Jesus Christ and for the word of God. We're told that they're beheaded specifically. They will be resurrected and they will be resurrected when Christ returns at the end of the tribulation period, but before the thousand year reign of Christ begins, because it says uh, that they will live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. So they've died for Christ during the tribulation, but they will be resurrected before the thousand years begins. So these, they're also part of this first resurrection. And then here in Daniel chapter 12, if you want to turn back there, here in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, he's talking to Daniel about his people. And, and here he's talking about their resurrection. So these are the, the Old Testament saints that are resurrected here. They're also resurrected at the end of the tribulation period before the thousand year reign begins. And all of these groups are all part of this first resurrection. But then you have the second resurrection or what's called the final resurrection. The, the second resurrection is for the unrighteous or for the unsaved. And it's a resurrection for judgment. The second resurrection occurs at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ. So you've got, uh, you've got the rapture, right? Remember our timeline that we've talked about before? You've got the rapture. Sometime after the rapture, the Antichrist uh, will sign a covenant, a seven-year covenant, that 70th week of Daniel. And in that covenant, the Jewish people, Israel, will be allowed to rebuild their temple, some kind of temple in Jerusalem, and begin their sacrifices again. And then the middle of the covenant, the middle of the seven years, he stops the sacrifices and he sets up the idol in the temple, the abomination of desolation, and he demands to be worshipped. That 70th week, that seven years, that's the tribulation period. At the end of the seven years, Jesus Christ returns. After that, you've got the thousand-year reign of Christ, then a new heavens and a new earth, and we all live happily ever after with Jesus Christ. The second resurrection occurs at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ. And so look at verse 2 again here in Daniel. And in verse 2, we can recognize a thousand-year time gap in verse 2. The the first resurrection to everlasting life, uh, that will be completed at the end of the tribulation period. But before the thousand-year reign begins, because those people, remember, are going to be reigning with Christ, The final resurrection, or the second resurrection, is to shame and everlasting contempt. This occurs at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, before Jesus makes the new heaven and the new earth. Again, go back to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Have I thoroughly lost all of you yet? I can keep trying. (laughs) I won't give up that easily. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne... And him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. So there's there's going to be no place to hide. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. He asked me how I know, and I 
something truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Daniel. This Old Testament book of history and prophecy has much more to teach you about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, please don't hesitate to connect with us. You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. That number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. If you're unable to be with us in person right now, we do have the option for you to live stream our services. Just visit calvaryec.com to connect. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Dan's additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.